Hey sister, hey, I am just so beyond blessed and grateful that I get to spend time with you every single week in this podcast where we're going to grow together in our faith and in our fitness journeys. We're going to be reminded each and every week of the truth God says about us and our bodies and honoring our temples, which honors him in return right? That being the focus of our fitness journey. In motherhood, we're going to talk mom life. We're going to talk faith. We're going to talk fitness. We're going to talk nutrition. We're going to dive into all of that, but God is always going to be the center of it all and grace because we all know we need a lot more of that because this is hard stuff. It is hard to put our faith in fitness at the first and the forefront of our journeys in this life as mamas and as women as all the different hats we wear. I am no expert. I'm just a fellow sister in Christ that is just so freaking passionate of helping you to remember what a gift your body is and how we can treat it as a temple. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. So today's episode has been requested a couple different times and I contemplated on, on chatting about this, but I, you know, I think it's important. I think it's something that even though, cause I was like, but Lord, not everyone's pregnant. Not everyone's gone through a postpartum journey. So like, why would I talk about this right now? And he, he just keeps like nudging at my heart and be like, sis, but it don't matter about the number. It matters about the one, right? Leave the 99 for the one. So I'm hoping, I'm praying that whoever needs to hear this today, whether they are currently pregnant or they're going through a postpartum journey or a newly postpartum journey or maybe they are postpartum and their kiddos are toddlers or their preschoolers or kindergartners or their teenagers. I think maybe this will be beneficial for anyone who's listening today and I, I hope that he gives you a good word. I hope that he, I just, I try to pray before every episode, Lord, like just give me the wisdom because I am not very great with my words. I know it may seem I get super passionate and motivated, but I stumble over my words all the time and literally anything that is super like knowledgeable and like really like great comes from the Holy Spirit, not so much from Kels. Um, I'm just being real with you. But let's talk. Let's talk working out and fitness and pregnancy and postpartum and kind of my journey. I just want to share a little bit about my journey with all of that. First of all, when you are pregnant, I need you to make sure that you are talking to your physician first. I think that's the first and foremost thing I want to make sure you are chatting with your physician about is like if you're if you're wanting to just start working out and you've never worked out before, definitely talk to your physician because they may have some guidance for you and wisdom that you need to medically you need to go to them medically. Don't don't ever take advice from any you who or hoo ha. Um, that sounded weird. This is a pregnancy episode. I just called it said you hoo ha. Anyways, you know what I'm saying. Oh my word, Kels. Anyways. Billy Sue or Billy Bob, like you want to make sure that you're going to your doctor, okay? Um, go to your doctor and ask them, you know, what is what is okay for me to do during during pregnancy and exercise? Um, because sometimes, if you've never worked out before, it could actually be. Um, it could be, I don't want to say harmful because walking is always really, really beneficial depending on what your health is, right? But like as far as running or any heavy weightlifting or intense cardio or intense hit or just make sure you go to your doctor, okay? Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to anyone off the street. Like, you need to make sure you're going to physician first and saying, what would be best for me and my baby for this pregnancy? But I will say, if you've been working out, my my biggest, when people would come to me and ask, like, for advice on, Kelsey, what should I do when I'm pregnant now? Like, I've been working out, but what should I do? And my my biggest advice is always just continue what you're doing as long as it feels good. 
if it starts to not feel good, and I don't mean uncomfortable, I just mean like if there starts to become pain, if there starts to become any kind of complications or issues, like stop immediately and go to your doctor. Again, don't just take advice from me. But if you have been a runner for years and I ran during my pregnancies, if you have lifted weights for years, do what feels good for you. Okay. That's my number one thing. Do what feels good for you. Do what just continues to feel good. If it doesn't feel good, listen to your body. Listen to your body. Your pregnancy and your baby is more important than lifting that 50 pound dumbbell. Okay. Listen to the body. Um, and the other thing is, is how do you get through the like initial pregnancy nausea? Like, cause the nausea is terrible. Um, how, how exactly did all of that look for me? Um, and this episode is going to be kind of all over the place because I don't have anything written out. I'm just, I'm being real, real and vulnerable and, and just authentic with you right now. And like, this is not planned. We're just going to chat. Okay. This is one of those episodes where we're just chatting, having a cup of coffee, two girlfriends meeting up, having a cup of coffee, chatting about pregnancy and babies and postpartum and exercise and all that fun stuff. And some Jesus, obviously lots of Jesus. Um, but you've been blessed with this beautiful miracle from the Lord, right? This beautiful baby, this beautiful miracle. We don't want to cause any kind of trouble, any kind of, and I think a lot of people are petrified that exercise is going to cause issues. And that's actually not true. Exercise is super beneficial, not just for the mom during exercise, but for the babies too. It's really good for the cardiovascular health. It could be good for the brain development and um, just them having a healthy immune system. Like there are so many benefits and I'm not a scientist. Again, I'm not a doctor. So I'm not going to go too far into that and be all nerdy on you. But I did a lot of my own research because I am a worrier. I care about my kiddos. Obviously, I worried when I was pregnant. I worried about everything with Daxon when I first, when I was pregnant with Dax. And some people probably thought I was very negligent because I can continued to work out my entire pregnancy. Like I was working out at 38 weeks pregnant at 39 weeks pregnant. Like I worked out until I really couldn't move. Like I was walking on the treadmill while I was in like pre-labor, um, trying to get him to move out. Like I was literally walking on the treadmill on an incline, like trying to get this baby moving. Um, so I am a big advocate for working out again, though, I'm not going to say this a million and five times on the episode, but talk to your doctor first. If you've never worked out in your life, it's probably not a good idea to start training for a half marathon when you're pregnant. Okay. (laughs) It's probably not a good idea to start a new intense program going for a walk. Sure. Um, starting maybe some, some pregnancy yoga or some pregnancy workouts at home that are low impact. Amazing. Get your body moving, get that blood flowing. It helps with the nausea. Honestly, to move. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it helped me immensely with my, with my early pregnancy, that first trimester nausea that was just like unbearable at times. It would help me. Now it wouldn't help throughout the whole day, but in that, those initial moments, it really, really would help. But give yourself a lot of freaking grace because some of you, it may not help. It may not help at all. Um, so give yourself grace, listen to your body. Um, but it helps with the nausea, it helped with my energy levels immensely to get at least 30 minutes of movement in a day. Um, and it wasn't always super high impact. I did do a lot of high impact stuff when I was pregnant, but I was doing all that stuff before and my body was already used to it. So that's different. Okay. I did run because I had ran previously. I didn't run all the way up until 38 weeks pregnant, obviously, but I did run. Um, and I, I just ran until it did not feel good. I, if it didn't feel good, I didn't do it. That's, that's how, that was my, my thing. If it did not feel good, I did not do it. I didn't want to cause any issues for me or the baby. So I just listened to my body as much as I possibly could. 
So it gets your it gets your energy up, it gets that nausea down, it gets your blood flowing, your cardiovascular system flowing, and all of those good things, right? It helps with swelling, it reduces the swelling in your legs and in your feet towards the end of pregnancy, just to continue to have that circulation going. So all really, really good stuff. It can even help you with sleep, it can help you with the restless legs. I had terrible restless legs with Daxton at the end of my pregnancy. Like I'm talking like could not sleep for hours upon hours upon hours because it just drove me insane. I hated it. But it helped with me to move through the day and to have that 30 minutes of exercise that 30 to 45 minutes of exercise I tried to be moving as much as I could um I need to I need you to remember though like you have to give yourself grace your pregnancy just like we talk about our regular journeys your pregnancy and your postpartum journey is not going to be the same as mine we are not the same person. We are. We did not have the same babies. Our bodies did not react the same way during pregnancy. So please, 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 please remember that. So that's so, so vital. So let's talk postpartum. Like we work out during pregnancy can help with some of those benefits. We need to make sure we're cautious and, and really, really like um, just being cautious with how we're feeling, cautious with what our doctor says and not being scared to move. I feel like... And, if you're if you're in the older generation, I'm not dissing on you. I love you dearly, but I feel like a lot of the older generation was on me all the time about you're doing too much. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. I love you, but I'm talking to my back and I'm listening to my bod and I've already done this stuff previously. Like I can understand if people have not done this stuff previously. That's a different story. Okay. So postpartum. Those initial six to eight weeks, do not, do not, listen to me, oh my gosh, sis, your body is so freaking gorgeous, do you understand that? It's so beautiful, it has birthed a human being, it has grown a human being, the Lord has grown a human being in your body, does that not even just blow your mind, does that not blow your mind, because it blows mine. Like, I, I literally would think there and sit to myself as I could feel the little feet kicking on my stomach, and I might even get emotional talking about this because we just tore down my youngest's crib and his rocker this weekend, and I was just like, oh, what is happening? Um, and Ethan's wanting to get rid of all the baby blankets and all the things. My husband is like, let's get rid of all the things. And I'm like, no, I want the rocker for forever. So anyways, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Where was I going with that? Oh, gosh. Oh, my word. Oh, the six to eight weeks after. Your body is not going to obviously look the same as it did before you had kids. It is not going to look the same as it did even while you were pregnant. It is not going to look the same probably from as long as you can remember. It is not going to look the same as that. And that's okay. And some may get upset with me when I say this. But my mindset after I had my kiddos, and I hope you're not offended by this, but my mindset after having my kiddos, and obviously I had moments, I'm a female, so obviously, I, and hormones are crazy, right? We're, they're all over the place once you have a baby. And if you haven't had one yet, huh, girlfriend, be ready, because it is nuts. Um, mine were all over the place. I was happy one day, super excited, super you know, joyful, and the other days you're just crying uncontrollably, and you don't know why, and you can't make it stop, and you're just like, what is happening? Why am I crying over a literally spilled milk literally the spoon is not in the right spot in the, in, in the drawer like why am I crying right now you just cry about everything I feel like so I had moments where I would look at my body and obviously I wasn't happy with what I saw but one thing that really really helped me is knowing that I had the tools the community the resources and the Lord to help me transform 
I knew that I wasn't always going, and even if I did always continue to look the way I was, I knew that I had blessings, my children, that had been given to me, and the Lord has given me an able body to still move, to still fuel it well, to still treat it right, to still make sure that I'm pouring his word into my mindset, right? And then I'm digesting the Bible and, and taking in devotions and having a community behind me to help me continue to honor my temple. And my my whole mindset around fitness and exercise wasn't as strong as it is now concerning making sure it was just about my temple and honoring the Lord. And But I did still have that faith-based background. I still was a was a heavy believer in Christ and I was a follower of Christ and I loved him dearly. But my mindset has changed drastically over the last couple of years of really working out solely for the Lord. The benefits are great. The after effects are great. The physical changes that occur are amazing. But my main focus is working out for him. And that's been the best thing that's ever happened to me in my fitness journey. I have gotten some of the best results. So much pressure, so much release has been off my shoulders from feeling like all these expectations of what a woman's body should look like. All of that is erased because I have such a peace knowing that I'm just doing this to glorify the Lord. I'm no longer holding these expectations on my shoulders of what sexy is or what beautiful is or what I need to look like um, in, in man's eyes. He views me as beautiful. He calls me beloved. He calls me his handiwork. He has made me fearfully and wonderfully. He has made me like... I just remember all those things and like so I am so on fire for just moving my temple and caring for my temple because it glorifies him and I'm just so grateful for him giving me an able body. But there were moments in my postpartum journey, obviously, I looked in the mirror and I was like, man, how am I ever going to get back to being that half marathon runner? How am I ever going to be able to lift a weight? Because I couldn't couldn't even do a push-up. Like, I couldn't do anything. And I remember being kind of defeated at times, but I'm also someone that's super stubborn, super competitive, and like tell me I can't, I'll show you how, like, tell me I can't, I'll show you I will. Like, so that's kind of like how my mindset has been. And so I kind of took it as, and this is what I was saying. Some people might be upset about. I took it as an opportunity for transformation. I took it as an opportunity for growth. When I would look at my body and maybe I wasn't so excited about what I, what I saw now, but I knew in the back of my mind, the Lord's provided me with some programs. He has provided me with the nutrition. He has provided me with the community. He has provided me with so many things that's gonna help me transform, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, being the strongest, you know, heartfelt after God, mama, I can possibly be. Like he's given me all of these things. I can do this with him. I can do this with him. So I took it as an opportunity of growth, an opportunity of transformation. If you are newly pregnant or if and your body is changing now all of a sudden and you're kind of freaking out about that, or if you are newly postpartum and you're like, man, I feel disgusting, nothing fits. That was the other thing that always, that did really bother me, you know, like it was like leggings for months or your po- your, your po- postpartum or, or pregnancy pants for, for however long because you just couldn't fit into anything. Like that, that part, I literally would go out and buy clothes. This is my other big hint, girl. You go and buy clothes that make you feel good. You do not make your body transform to make you feel good, okay? Buy clothes. If you are in your postpartum season or really if you're right now starting your fitness journey and you're like, I'm holding onto these pair of pants because I want to be able to fit into them and I, I just don't want to let them go because they're too tight now, but I'm going to fit into them. No, You go find some dang clothes that make you feel on fire and hot for your hubby or hot for your significant other. You go find some clothes that make you feel good and make you confident in who you are right now in Christ, okay? Who you are right now. We are loving our bodies right freaking now, not our future you because Christ loves you right now. 
He loves you right now, whether you have a six pack or whether you are newly postpartum, you've got 35 extra pounds on, 50 extra pounds on. He loves you right now. He loves your body right now. You are going to love your body right now. Okay? I'm yelling at you right now to the phone, but that's okay. So go buy some clothes that make you feel good. Don't hold on to the others because because you're like wanting to get in them and then feel, feeling like kind of gross and crappy because you're just wearing the same thing all the time because you're just waiting until your new clothes or your other clothes fit again. Don't do that. Buy things that make you feel good right now. Obviously, if it's a financial issue, like you, you have discernment there. But anywho, so newly postpartum, you need to give yourself grace for those six to eight weeks. You can't work out anyways, right? You cannot do a whole lot. You are literally in survival mode. You are, mama, you are in survival mode. You are raising and feeding and trying to find sleep when you can. And you don't have time to worry about what your behind, your tush looks like, what your thighs look like, what your tatas look like. You don't have time to think about those things, okay? Like, you got a child to raise. You got a child to keep alive. That's how I thought. I was, it was pure survival mode because we didn't sleep at all with Daxton at all. He was a horrible sleeper, absolutely horrid until like age three. So, anywho. You're in survival mode. Give yourself grace. God is giving you grace. He loves you exactly how you are. He knows you're in survival mode. When do you start like thinking about what you want to do when it comes to exercise and when it comes to, you know, changing your nutrition and, and kind of trying to work towards taking care of your temple in that way? Number one, when you start getting to that point and the doctor clears you to start exercising, you again, every single time are going to give yourself grace before a workout because guess what? Now you have a new little one. It's not just you doing this. You probably have a little one with you, especially if you're working out from home and you're going to have to either pause that workout 500 billion bajillion gazillion times or you're going to have someone watching them or whatever. Maybe give yourself grace, okay? Give yourself grace. It is not going to be perfect. There may be times where you're frustrated. Every workout is not going to be magnificent. But after every time you get it done, guess what? That's one day that you got it done that you didn't do it before. One day that you got it done that you didn't do it before and you have accomplished a magnificent thing in your day. If that's the only thing you get done besides, you know, trying to survive and, and, and keeping your little human alive and happy and healthy and, and full, like you're freaking rocking it, mom. Like you are crushing it. If you've spent time with Jesus, if you have done your workout, if the dishes are crazy in the sink, if the laundry is going out haywire, listen, that stuff's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. I need you to focus on that little one. I need you to focus on honoring the Lord. I need you to focus on doing just what you can and giving everything else to the Lord. I'm not saying, you know, completely deny your house and deny your husband or deny cooking dinner or anything like that. But we put so much pressure on ourselves as moms. We do. And it's, and it's, the expectations are out of hand. Sis, if you go to start a 30 minute workout and you get 15 minutes in, that's Okay. Let it go. Tomorrow is a new day. You are made new in Christ each and every day, right? We had a new beginning each and every day. Second Corinthians 5.17, I think that's what that is. A new beginning every day. So take that. Take that opportunity to give yourself some grace because you give it to everyone else. You do really well with giving it to your kids. You do really well with giving it to your spouse. Well, some of us may. Uh, side note. Um, and giving it to other people. But give yourself some grace and stop having the expectations be so high. Especially when you are newly postpartum. Okay? Love your body how it is right now. Don't love the future you. Love it right now. Because Christ views it and he thinks you are so beautiful. He thinks it's so immaculate that you just had a baby and you just birthed them. But in my postpartum journey, the first year, it took me over 13, I want to say at least 13 months 
to feel like I was back to my usual strength, my muscle tone, and that I had lost the baby weight. 13 months. And this is with someone who has worked out previously and while she was pregnant. Okay? Just to put that in perspective, all of our bodies are different, but this is someone who's worked out years before she got pregnant, while she was pregnant, and during her postpartum journey, it took her at least 13 months. Some of y'all are expecting all that weight and everything to just go away and to be toned and to be back to where you were two months after you had a baby and you didn't even work out previously and you're beating the crap out of yourself. Why are you doing that to yourself? I love you too much for that. Knock that off. You need to give yourself even more time. But Kelsey, then I'm super discouraged and defeated because I feel like it's never going to happen. Well, if you keep thinking that way, it's not ever going to happen. No, because you're relying on your own self and you're not relying on Christ. You're not relying on him to, to help you through the journey, to allow you to utilize the resources he puts in your path. You're just so focused on the negative of I'm never going to get there. That you're not focused on the one small habit you could be starting today that's going to help you progress forward. And then you can add on another small habit the next day. It's going to help you progress forward. You're just thinking about the negative. Stop doing that to yourself. If you haven't worked out before pregnancy, and if you didn't work out pre- while on pregnant, while having, a, while growing a, a baby, I can't find my words right now because I'm super, super excited. While you were growing a baby, you cannot expect to have the same, you can't expect to have the same timeline as someone else anyways, but to have the same timeline as someone else who did those things beforehand is just out of, out of, it's out of whack. Like you cannot think that way. It may take you twice as long, but guess what? Your babies are still there. Your body is still there. The journey is still there. It's not going anywhere. Your relationship with Christ is still there. It's not going anywhere. We have this lifetime to continue, you know, getting better in our discipline when it comes to our nutrition, getting better in our fitness when it comes to our fitness and our workouts and our strength and our motivation and all of those things. We have, it's still, it's not going anywhere. Christ isn't going anywhere. He's right there with you. So stop putting such a timeline on it and then beating yourself up about the fact that you're not making your timeline because such is life. Okay. Then... I had an emergency C-section with John. That was a whole different ballgame. My availability to work out afterwards was a lot longer. Um, I was super weak. My core strength was absolutely depleted. And it was a very, very emotionally hard time. With Dax and I had postpartum anxiety. With John, I had postpartum depression. And it started at the very beginning of my postpartum journey And I got it really, 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 really bad in a late onset when he was about, I want to say one, one and a half. It was a, it was a really bad onset late postpartum. I had it trickling in and out through that first year. And definitely at the very beginning, um, I just felt very discouraged. I felt very beat up. I felt very inadequate. I literally told my husband at one point when he said that he was going to go get fixed, how dare you because I wanted another chance to be a perfect mom. That's where I was at. I felt as though since I could not, since I was struggling with breastfeeding, I struggled with Daxton. I struggled with John. Um, I had lactation consultants that were friends of mine. I had nurses that were friends of mine. My doctors were super supportive and encouraging and they just, they encouraged me to keep going. But I had so much stress from family that I just felt like a complete worthless piece of trash mom that couldn't provide for her kids. Now, do I ever feel that way with someone else when they can't breastfeed? Absolutely not. I have never felt that way 
about anyone else. I have friends that have absolutely no chest whatsoever. They go to breastfeed and like their kids are like growing like insane amounts. And then there was me. And then I have other friends who have very large um, breasts and they struggled with breastfeeding and did not have the milk supply they need. So hearing certain comments and things that were made to me through that post, when you're already very vulnerable in your emotions and your hormones and your struggles, hearing those comments from certain people and certain family members that you're trying to gain approval from anyways, because you want them to just love you and accept you for who you are. And you want to show them you're a good mom. Hearing those kind of comments over and over and over and over and always feeling inadequate, sister, I feel you. If you've been in that spot, holy freaking cow, I feel you. Because at some point in my journey, after having John, I was to the point where I was like, why do my kids even need me? They don't need me. They can just be, you know, I've already failed them. I don't have another chance of being a quote unquote perfect mom. By the way, there is no such thing as a perfect mom if you needed to have that validation. There's no such thing as a perfect mom. And I was so mad at my husband for a long time after he decided to get fixed. We had, we had, we had planned on just two. We had planned on just two, but I had this, this desire in my heart as a mama. First of all, I wasn't ready to get rid of the newborn stage, even though the second time was kind of traumatizing for me. I wasn't ready to get rid of the newborn stage. I wanted that baby again. I wanted to have another baby that I could hold another baby that I could cherish another baby. And I I cherish my kids now, but you guys, you, you as mamas know that newborn phase is like, man, something magical like even amidst all the no sleep even amidst all of the hormones even amidst some of the depression and the the major suicidal maybe suicidal depression which is what I struggled with at the end of that postpartum journey maybe even that like you still long to have that baby to grow a baby inside you and maybe not everyone feels this way but I know there's quite a few of us that do and to have that taken away and then me be like man I don't get another chance I don't get another chance to try to like be amazing at this breastfeeding thing. I don't get another chance to be amazing at this sleep training thing. The one, this thing that everyone thought that I needed to do, like that I could have done better at. Let's relate this to fitness. You cannot set your expectations in your fitness journey and in your body by someone else's. You cannot. Same thing with your mom and same thing with your babies. You cannot Compare them to anyone else or allow anyone else to compare them to theirs because those children are beautiful, different, very unique in who God created them to be. They are not meant to be like anyone else. You are not meant to be like anyone else. If he needed two of them, we would all be the same. If he needed us all to look the same, how boring would that be? If he needed all of our journeys and our mom and journeys and our babies and our postpartum bodies and all these things to be the same, how boring would that be? Where's the beauty in that? Where is the beauty in that? Where's the growth in that? Where's the opportunity in that? Where's the creativity in that? Sis, your babies are exactly how they're supposed to be. That's how God created them. And I get really passionate about this subject because my first son is autistic and there are times where some of that trauma, some of those that emotionally abusive crap that was said to me, I, I allow the enemy to tell me that the reason Dax has autism is because of me. And there's nothing that I could have done. I ate healthy. I moved my body. I watched everything I put into my body. I mean, obviously I had pregnancy cravings and I, I had all the chocolate and all the ice cream sundaes and french fries and pickles and, you know, the normal stuff. But I took really good care of my body during that time. 
I was very, very self-conscious. We did all of all of the prenatal stuff we could have done. We did all of our checkups. We, we, everything looked healthy and well. Like I did everything I possibly could have done to make sure he was the healthiest baby possible. God had different plans for him. And I don't get to change that. Your babies are exactly how they're supposed to be. Your postpartum body is exactly how it's supposed to be. And God is going to take you through that journey differently than what someone else is. Stop putting the expectations on yourself, on your body, on your journey, on your babies, on your family. Like, stop. Stop with the expectations that are unrealistic. Stop with those expectations that are not meant to be yours. The only one that gets to set expectations for you is Christ. Most of the time, our expectations of ourselves are way too high. So I say the only one that gets to set expectations for you is Christ. Okay? Does that sound like a good deal? So postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Post- suic- it, it got to the point where I was suicidal at the end of my postpartum um, journey with, with John. So I, I relate to you when there is struggle in the postpartum journey when it comes to fitness. Let me tell you how fitness was a blessing to me, though, and how the Lord utilized fitness to help me get through those postpartum droughts, those struggles, those hard times, that emotional baggage I was carrying around from things said to me or things that were constantly brought up or passive aggressiveness that was constantly you know, shared with me. Fitness was an outlet. It was a therapy. It was something that did spark joy in me. And it can be that for you. And yes, the Lord is supposed to come first in that situation. I'm not saying that. So please don't take that the wrong way. I know there are some that may criticize that. The Lord's position is first in that way. We get our ultimate joy from him. But he utilizes and gives us other blessings in our lives and other opportunities and resources in our lives that can be catalysts to bringing us joy. That can be catalysts in transformation that he can utilize in his journey for us and with us to transform our hearts, to transform our minds, to transform our bodies. And fitness was that for me. It was a catalyst and it sparked joy. It gave me joy. It it brought those good, healthy endorphins in that I needed so badly postpartum. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? There's nothing wrong with you for having those struggles and those whoever needs to hear that there's nothing wrong with you for having those postpartum blues for having that postpartum depression for having that postpartum anxiety for having suicidal struggles for like there's nothing wrong with you it's the thoughts it's the thoughts it's the enemy that gravitates towards those thoughts that grabs onto those thoughts and lets them spiral we allow them to spiral but there's nothing wrong with you god created you exactly how you were supposed to be he wants us to transform along the way, but he loves you no matter where you're at in your journey. He says, that's what I'm trying to get at. I know I keep saying he loves you exactly. How, you're created exactly how you're supposed to be. I don't mean that in the sense that we're supposed to stay complacent. And if you listen to the podcast at all, you know that that's where my stance is on that. But I want to refer, I'm going to, you know, refer back to that. Just because I say he loves you as you are now doesn't mean he doesn't want you to continue to transform. We're not supposed to be complacent. He wants you to continue to grow in him. He wants you to continue to grow in becoming the very best version of yourself who he's created you to be and step into that potential. He wants you to do that. But the expectations got to go. You got to give yourself a whole lot more grace and you got to depend a whole lot more on him. I love you so much, sis. We're going to wrap that up right now. Let's get it. Let's go.